This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? Explain to me. No, you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's It's an illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. We all know the risks of being on social media, but have you ever thought about the biggest risk? Do you mean getting murdered? A victim inside the house had been shot. That victim was 20-year-old Pop Smoke. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We're the host of I Met My Murderer Online, the only true crime podcast to tell the tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into devastating dates with death. The search warrant resulted in the findings of a fresh dig area. You will hear from all who were involved in the case, the investigators, the droplets of blood, victims' family members. That was our baby. My baby's gone. And even the murderer themselves. I held it for three or four minutes until I knew she was dead. If you're a fan of true crime, then you'll want to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As you can imagine, many of the predators I've caught have fetishes, fetishes that go beyond the legal fantasy of a sexual encounter with an underage boy or girl. And when you get to somebody who's got fetishes like that, it leads me to believe that it will be even more difficult for someone like that to control their urges ever. So what should the punishment be for somebody like that? What guarantee do we have that that person, after 
being imprisoned after being monitored as a sex offender, after completing court-ordered therapy, what guarantee do we have that once in the population living next door to you, me, or a family with a 13-year-old boy or girl, what guarantee do we have that that person will not offend again? I've learned covering these cases and being in these investigations that there is no 100% guarantee. But I do feel it's important to recognize when somebody who was a threat to children, someone who was caught in one of our stings, completes all the mandatory punishment, treatment, therapy, monitoring, by all accounts, turns his life around and goes straight. By straight, I mean, doesn't defend again. And I've heard from a lot of people who have these thoughts about having inappropriate sexual liaisons with children. And they go into great detail about how they have these fantasies, but they never act on them. Some seek therapy, some tell their friends about it, some keep it to themselves, but they don't offend, and they do this because they have discipline. They have impulse control. They understand the difference between right and wrong. They don't blur this line between fantasy and reality and the barriers we have in our society between adults and children. And there are those of you out there listening who don't buy any of it, who think that any sort of rehabilitation is impossible. But I think when we see a case where there has apparently been someone who was pretty far out there, who had fetishes, who traveled a long distance, who had an unmistakably inappropriate sexually charged conversation with someone he thought was a 13-year-old girl, they get in trouble. They have to come face-to-face with me, but they do not reoffend. And by all accounts, that appears to be the case with a fellow named Jason Schopner. Jason was 21 when he surfaced in our investigation in tiny Greenville, Ohio. Greenville is in Dark County, not too far from Dayton. And Jason, who was a paramedic at the time, was online having a sexually charged conversation with a perverted justice decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl whose screen name was Katie Did Sings. Jason's online identity was Jay Tenno, apparently a reference to Jay Leno. And there was something else about Jason, the paramedic. Jason had a foot fetish, and he had instructed this 13-year-old girl on how to help him fulfill his fantasy. And I'll get to all that in just a minute here. But Jason, one night, would drive halfway across the state of Ohio from his home near Columbus to our 
beautiful home, sort of out in the country, farmland, really, in Dark County. And if you remember the setup there, Greenville was a very small town, but this was a very nice big house. A contractor himself had built it. It's not a big piece of property. And we had set up in the walkout basement of this home so the predators would have to drive up, park in the back, and then walk in the back door. And we did not have an on-site decoy other than Dell, who did a fantastic job, as always. But it was hard for her to come face-to-face, depending on what pictures Preferred Justice used in our sting. Now, J10072960 was suspicious about this whole thing. At one point during the conversation, he says, How do I know you're not a cop? LOL. Aided Sings says, Um, I'm not a cop. How do I prove it? J. Tenno, 72960, Jason Schopner, the paramedic, says, Call my cell and leave a sexy message. I can do that. He gives the number. What's your name again? Jason, he says. What do you want me to say? Something to turn me on. Um, okay, she says. I don't know what to say. But he gets very detailed about what he wants to do to the girl in the chat. As chats go, this one is pretty short, at least for a fellow who's going to travel halfway across the state of Ohio. Hi, says J10072960. Hi, says Katie did sings. ASL? He says 21 male Ohio. She says 13 female Ohio. Cool. What you up to? He asks. Chatting. Fun. I guess, she says. There's a pic in my profile. He says. Oh, cool. You're a fireman. Now, this really gets me. In the very first investigation... We had a fireman service, a Brooklyn, New York fireman. And he used his status as a fireman to try to get a teen girl to have sex with him. He got arrested. And it appears that our guy, Jason, here was trying to do the same thing. Yep, he says. I'm Jason. I'm Kat. Nice to meet you, sweetie. I think firemen are hot. Too bad you're 13, he says. LOL. My last boyfriend was 20, you know. Well, you're a cutie. Thanks. I don't know which one is you, she says. Middle right. Oh, I see you now. You're a hottie. Meaning what? You're hot. No other thoughts about me? LOL. I don't know. Maybe. Like... Sorry, I'm just horny, he says. Sorry, I'm just horny. Now he's gone from, oh, you're too young, to sorry, I'm just horny. She says, my dad is going to Jamaica for the weekend, and I'm all by myself. He wants to know if she's got a cam or more pics. You're staying by yourself? Yeah. How do I know you're not a cop? Well, he gets into that whole thing. Now, in spite of his suspicions... He continues the chat anyway. 
What else do you want to know? He says. So what kind of guys do you like? Hot firemen. Okay, what else is sexy to you? Tats, meaning tattoos. I have two inside my arm. Will you kiss them for me? He asks. Yeah. What about on the lips? Here we go. Yeah, I love to kiss, he says. Now remember, he knows she's 13. He knows it would be illegal. He knows that people do sting operations. And as we'll hear from him in just a minute or two, he has seen my predator investigations before. Well, what have you done, he asks. Everything, well, not everything, but a lot of stuff. Well, what did you like? From behind. That's the only way I had it, though. Like being eaten, he asks. He's off to the races now. You paint your toes. Hello. Apparently she didn't answer just fast enough. Never been eaten. I'll do that, he says. Want me to rub your feet? This is where the foot fetish thing comes in. Yeah, when? Mmm, now I'm getting turned on, he says. Um, okay. You don't like that, he asks. I asked you when you were going to do that stuff to me, and you said you were getting turned on. Anytime, he says. I'll do it anytime, sweetie. My dad is gone this weekend, she reminds him. He says he's off tomorrow. I could come up in the morning. Then they do some logistical research. He says he works near there around Dayton. Now, I don't think he's telling the truth here because he did drive from Columbus halfway across the state of Ohio. I'm off at 6 a.m., he says. Want me to kiss your toes? 6 a.m., she asks. Yeah. The housekeeper gets here at 7 and works till 11. That's why I want to make sure she's gone. Okay, so you want me to kiss your toes? Yeah. You going to come at 12? Yeah, where should I come at? To my house. Yeah, but where should I come when I get there? You don't come today? Why don't you come today? I have to work at 6. I can stop by. You can come now. Are you coming now? You mean my body come or coming over to you? Clever boy. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's more talk about the address, how long it's going to take for him to get there. And literally, after a one hour and 14 minute conversation, he's committed, says he's excited. Oh, and Right before he shows up, he tells her he wants a phone call, a phone call that will make him moan. She promises to make him moan when he gets there. Hello? Hey, Jason, it's Kat. Hey. So you paint your toes for me? Yes, I painted them red. 
I do? Yeah. Mm. That's nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost to 49, so I'll maybe like less than half hour away. Okay, cool. You'll be watching for me? Yeah, but I'm going to try and call back. Okay. Okay, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. And now... In the driveway. In our driveway. He's walking into the house. Now, remember when you hear Dell give him an excuse as to why she's got to leave the finished, beautiful basement. Remember that he's got a foot fetish. You'll see what I mean. Jason whips in in his white pickup truck, beats feet towards the back door of our house, the basement. The man with the apparent foot fetish is really 21-year-old Jason Shopner. Where are you at? I gotta go get a band-aid before I bleed all over the rug. Oh, okay. Where are you at? She says she's gotta get a band-aid for her toe before she bleeds on the rug. And he's quickly following the sound of her voice. I can't let him get upstairs. So I... Cut him off at the pass. Hey, why don't you hang out? Uh, have a seat right on the other side of the bar for me, will you? Keep your hands out of your pockets. Come on, just go over and have a seat, please. No, 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 sir. Right here, please. Now he starts to walk towards the door. He came in, and I redirect him to the stool at the bar. He's irritated. When I ask him to take his hands out of his pockets, he Pulls up his sleeves, the sleeves of his Adidas track top. What's going on? Uh, Why don't you tell me to get things started? Uh, tell me what was happening. I don't know. You don't know? I do. I'm sorry. You're sorry for what? I'm a freaking idiot. I'm sorry, he says. I'm a freaking idiot. Puts his head down into his hands. Now, in your chat here, you essentially say you're a firefighter. Yeah. Don't you think that might impress a 13-year-old girl? Well, look, I'm sorry. I... What was your plan here today? I don't know. You don't know? I seriously don't know. Well, it looks like you knew based upon this chat. Want me to rub your feet? No, yeah. no. Okay, all right. And then I ask the question that's always lurking in the back of my mind. What would have happened if I wasn't here and a 13-year-old girl was here? At least he's honest. Says he would have done something stupid, maybe. What would have happened if I had not been here? I would have done something stupid. With a 13-year-old girl? I don't know, probably. If a 13-year-old girl had been here? Yeah. You ever watch television? Yeah. You ever watch Dateline? Dateline? Dateline NBC? Have you ever seen our stories on computer predators? Yeah, I've seen This is one of them. That's right. He had seen our earlier investigations, our stings, about men wanting to meet children, trying to meet children for sex. You've seen these stories before. Yeah. Didn't you for one minute think that this might have been something just like that? Yeah. But you came anyway. It looks as if he doesn't want to leave. Since he's admitted seeing our earlier broadcasts, he probably knows what's going to happen next. Finally, after several requests... Sir, I'm going to have to ask what you're going on. 
He gets up and walks out the door, right into the arms of the detectives from the Dark County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff's Office, let me see your hands. Put your hands up. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Jason was charged with unlawful sexual misconduct with a minor. It's a felony of the fifth degree. The sentence he received was probation, 30 days in jail. He had to pay a $500 fine, complete 40 hours of community service. He couldn't have any unsupervised visits with minors, no pornography, and he had to register as a sex offender for 10 years. Since then, we have learned that Jason is no longer a paramedic or firefighter, but he has stayed out of trouble. He's married, he has kids, and is a very successful welder. I reached out to Jason not to necessarily talk about his past. I wanted to talk about his present because I think it deserves attention when somebody gets caught in this type of sting, learns a lesson, and turns his life around. And by everything we can possibly learn, he has done so. Still like to talk to him. I've reached out and will let you know. I also, as you know, like to hear from all of you. This week's question is from Clinton in Texas. Hey, Chris, this is Clinton from Texas, and I teach college courses on the arts and humanities and film and video production. So I'm a big believer in the power that arts and entertainment have to shape us aesthetically, culturally, socially, even morally to influence our lives. So my question for you is, can you point to any of the arts that have influenced you, that made you the person you are today? Movies, TV, books, music. Uh, who were some of your heroes, real or fictional? You know, where did your sense of justice and your investigative personality come from, you think? Anyways, thanks so much for considering my question, and thanks for all that you've done and all you continue to do. Take care. Well, thanks, Clinton, for that very thoughtful question. I suppose if I trace it all the way back, and I've talked about this before, when I was 14, 15 years old, we lived about a mile and a half from the restaurant where Jimmy Hoffa, the former Teamsters president, was last seen and presumed kidnapped, one of the most enduring mysteries, crime mysteries of our time. And I used to ride my bike up there because it was so fascinating to me, the crime scene, the mob involvement, the union involvement. The FBI was there. The local police were there. The local reporters, Channel 7 Action News, where I would one day work. And the network correspondents there. And so not only did I go up and check it out on my Schwinn 10-speed, I watched it on the news. And the other influence I had was the Watergate investigation. I was really just coming of age to pay attention to the news around the same time, 74, 75. And I remember being on vacation and 
watching specials every day on the hearings and watching as Nixon resigned and later being fascinated by all the president's men, the book, the movie, Woodward and Bernstein. And and I was fortunate later as a 20-year-old stringing for ABC News, World News Tonight, for the Republican convention in 1980, I was working as a desk assistant for ABC. And I was, during the day, the assistant to Max Robinson, one of the three main anchors at the time. And I had some moments where I could hang out, and they had all these famous journalists. Frank Reynolds was there at the time. Carl Bernstein was there too. And to be a 20-year-old kid in the summer between my junior and senior year, first of all, just being at a you know political convention and being you know part of ABC News at the time, even in my own little way, to talk to Carl Bernstein and get intelligence from him as to what was happening and who was going to be chosen by Reagan as the vice presidential candidate with him. It was very heady, very interesting. And 60 Minutes was a big influence. And Mike Wallace and Ed Bradley, Morley Safer, all those guys of the generation before me, some of them in the greatest generation, really, had a big influence on, on what I do and the justice we demand of people. Thanks, Clinton, for letting me walk down memory lane. More of our story in a moment. Speaking of memory lane, as I record this podcast, I'm actually on assignment in Marquette, Michigan, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I haven't been up here in 30 years. There's a prison here, and I had an interview there when I was a local reporter in Detroit, but it's it's quite nice up here. It's right on the shore of Lake Superior. And I'm in a room that is called the Jim Harrison Room, which is kind of interesting. Jim Harrison is an author who, among other books, wrote Legends of the Fall. And he's got a deep connection to Marquette in northern Michigan and apparently did some writing in this room where I'm doing my podcast today. Kind of neat. You can always find me at my various outposts on social media, at Chris Hansen on Twitter, official Chris Hansen on Instagram, have a seat with Chris Hansen on TikTok. I wish I understood TikTok more, but I know this. When we put a video out there, a lot of people see it, and it directs them to this podcast and to some of my other projects, including True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, watch TrueBlue.com. That's my streaming crime network where all the new predator investigations are, the takedown investigations, and all my new documentaries, including the one I'm working on today on sextortion. That's where criminals from West Africa and Eastern Europe poses attractive young women. And they convince adolescent boys to send sexually suggestive pictures of themselves. You show me mine, I'll show you yours. And then they extort money from these young men. One of them, Jordan, 
lived in Marquette. He committed suicide because of what these people did to him. A half a world away. They figured out a way to break into his home in this community where you don't have to lock your doors. They got in and they forced him to commit suicide. Today, I spent the day with his parents on what should have been his 19th birthday. Keep an eye out for that story. It's compelling. It's important. And I hope it will save lives in the future. You can also reach me anytime at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.